Hello, and welcome to the Happily Ever After podcast. My name is Mason Sontag, and I will be your storyteller for today. Welcome back. Today is part five of my reading of The Snow Queen by Hans Christian Andersen. The story for today is The Lap Woman and the Finnmark Woman. Now, before I get started, I want to acknowledge that I'm currently living in Ithaca, New York, uh, and that Ithaca was part of the traditional homeland of the Cayuga Nation and the Haudenosaunee Confederacy. All right. Are you ready? Let's go. After traveling for many days, Gerda and the reindeer stopped at a tiny house. It was very different from any house Gerda had ever seen. The roof went right down to the ground, and the door was so low that the family had to creep on their stomachs when they wanted to go in or out. There was no one at home here except an old lap woman, who was frying fish in the light of a train oil lamp. The ranger told her Gerda's entire story, but first his own, for he felt that it was much more important, and Gerda was so perishing with cold that she couldn't speak. Oh, you poor things, the lap woman said. In that case, you still have a long way to go. You have to cover six hundred miles or so into Finnmark, for there the Snow Queen is out in the country, burning blue lights every single evening. I'll write a few words on some split cod. I haven't any paper. I'll give it to you for the Finnmark woman up there. She can give you better directions than I can. And when Gerda had been warmed up and had something to eat and drink, the lap woman wrote a few words on some split cod told Gerda to take good care of it, bound her to the reindeer once more, and off he leapt. Whoosh, whoosh, said the sky. All night long the loveliest blue northern lights gleamed. And then they came to Finnmark, and knocked on the chimney of the Finnmark woman, for she didn't even have a door. It was so hot inside that the Finnmark woman went around practically naked. Gerda immediately took off her winter coat, mittens, and boots, for otherwise she would have been far too hot. Then, the Finnmark woman placed a piece of ice on the reindeer's head, and read what had been written on the split cod. She read it three times, and when she knew it by heart, she put the fish in the cooking pot, for she never wasted anything. Again, the reindeer told his story first, then Gerda's, and the Finnmark woman blinked her wise eyes, but didn't say anything. You are so wise, the reindeer said. I know you can tie up all the winds of the world on a piece of sewing thread. If the skipper undoes the one knot, he gets a fair wind. If he undoes the other, it blows hard. And if he undoes the third and fourth, there was such a gale that the forest blows down. Won't you give the little girl a potion, so she can have the strength of twelve men and overpower the Snow Queen? Hmm, the strength of twelve men, the Finnmark woman said. Yes, that should do the trick. Then she went over to a shelf, took out a large rolled-up hide and unrolled it. On it, strange letters were written, and the Finnmark woman read away till the sweat poured down her forehead. But the reindeer entreated the woman on Gerda's behalf yet again, and Gerda looked at the Finnmark woman with such imploring, tear-filled eyes that the woman blinked her own once more and drew the reindeer over into the corner, where she whispered to him while giving him a fresh piece of ice on his head. It's true that little Kay is with the Snow Queen and finds everything perfect there, 
and believes it is the best place in the world. But that is because he's got a shard of glass in his heart and a small speck of glass in his eye. They must be removed. Otherwise, she can never become a human being again, and the Snow Queen will retain her power over him. But can't you find something for little Gerda that will give her the power over everything? I can't give her greater power than she already has. Can't you see how great that is? Can't you see how humans and animals have to serve her? How she has managed to get so far in the world on her own bare feet? She must not be told of her power by us. It resides in her heart. It exists because she is a sweet, innocent child. If she is unable of her own accord to get to the Snow Queen and remove the glass from little Kay, we cannot help her to do so. A dozen miles from here, the Snow Queen's garden starts. You can carry the little girl up to that point, set her down by the large bush that stands in the snow with its red berries. Don't stand there chatting away, and hurry back here. And then the Finnmark woman lifted little Gerda up onto the reindeer, who sped off as swiftly as he could. Oh, I've forgotten my boots. I've forgotten my mittens, little Gerda cried out. She could feel this in the biting cold, but the reindeer didn't dare stop. He ran until he came to the large bush with the red berries. There, he set Gerda down, kissed her on the head, and large glistening tears ran down his cheeks. Then he ran back as swiftly as he could. There stood poor Gerda, without any shoes, without any mittens, in the middle of the frightful cold of Finnmark. She ran forward as fast as she could and was met by a whole regiment of snowflakes. But they did not fall from the sky, which was perfectly clear and gleaming with northern lights. The snowflakes followed the ground, and the closer they came, the larger they became. Gerda recalled how large and odd they had looked when she had looked at them through the burning glass, but here they were really large and frightening in a completely different way. They were alive. They were the Snow Queen's outposts. They had the strangest shapes. Some looked like large, ugly hedgehogs. Others like whole coils of snakes that stuck out their heads. And yet others like small, fat bears bristling with hairs. All of them gleaming white. All of them were live snowflakes. Gerda shook with fear. And then... She started to sing. She sang of her home. She sang of her grandmother. She sang of Kay. She sang of how lonely she was. And one by one, the snowflakes stopped and looked at her. And one by one, they began to melt. For you see... Gerda had warmed their hearts. After she finished singing, Gerda opened her eyes, looked around, and discovered that she was all alone. And she smiled. Then, walked briskly on towards the Snow Queen's palace. Now, though, 
we must have a look at how little Kay is getting on. It is true that he hasn't been thinking of little Gerda, least of all when she was standing outside the palace. However, we're going to do that next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tune in again next week for the last piece of our Snow Queen segment that we've been doing. I'm so excited to bring it to you all. This has been so much fun, and I love the end of this story. If you enjoyed the podcast today, or if you didn't, please leave a rating or a review. I would love to hear what you think, what stories you might want to hear next, and I want to make this as good as I can for all of you. Thank you so much, and I will see you next week. Bye now.